Hey, Kit James here, Austin Davis. We're getting ready to do another podcast. We're so happy to be back in the studio here at the Neck Roots Ranch. Yeah, and it's been a little bit. It's been a minute. I mean, you guys don't know that because yeah. we're we're fire on the wire every yeah. week, just yeah. like we said we would. But for Austin and I, it's been a minute, man. Life life's been busy, so we're excited to get back together and and, and record an episode. And, and this episode's really really a good one, and it's something that's been on my mind every parent's mind every child's mind every teacher's mind and that is uh social media right and the reality of social media and it's really problematic right it is the social media dilemma right it is a dilemma yeah and we're we're gonna get into that today but before we start that kid it has been a little while yeah uh, since we talked and i've got a few things that i wanted to talk about before we jump into our topic today and the first one is Maybe defining more the inclusivity of neck, right? Okay, so let me, let me tell you what I'm thinking on this. So, you know, we, we've keyed this up and kit, or, uh, neck may have this connotation of born in a small town, country boy, always wearing boots, always wearing shorts and stuff like that. And to an extent, it, it, it does, right? It represents that. Kit, you're from a small town. You're considered neck. Um, you know, I'll listen to country music. I'll wear, I'll wear my cowboy boots, but... You know, I'm I'm out racing dirt bikes or, you know, hiking or, or doing fishing, which is also outdoorsy stuff. But I grew up in a big I grew up in a big city. Right. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a small town. My my job, I'm not blue collar, right? I've I've got a white collar job. But does that exclude me from being neck? No, dude. No. It doesn't exclude me from being neck because as we've talked about, neck is about remembering your roots, right. remembering who you are. And being a little better each day, yeah. right? No matter where your roots are. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I think that's important because who who's neck? The truth is every single one of us, blue collar or white collar, sooner or later, we come to that point in our life where we need to remember our roots. We need to stand tall and we need to know who we are, right? Yeah. Even if we don't know who we are, we need to know who we are at certain points in our life. And in doing so, that doesn't mean that... You have to be neck. You got to know how to rope a calf, brand a calf, chase a cow. You know, no, no. It means, do you have a neck? Yeah. Okay, because that neck is real vital. It is the most vital piece on your body that connects the brain to the body, right? Yeah. And that correspondence, that's the bridge it gaps between what you're thinking and what you're doing, right? Exactly. And we talk about this all the time. Turn your thoughts into action. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, we're we're all neck, and that's why we say neck nation, right? It is inclusive. It's not it's yeah. not exclusive. You don't have to be a country boy, um, although you can be a country boy. You can be a city boy, right? right. I'm I'm more of a city boy than I am a country boy. I'm a wannabe country boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, but but that's not who I am. But I still consider myself to be neck. So that's that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And then the other thing that I wanted to bring up, Kit, is. Every time we have one of these podcasts, one of these episodes, we talk about being a little bit better tomorrow than we are today, Yeah. right? And uh, I've tried my hardest to take what we talk about and apply it in my own life. Now, am I perfect? No. no. Am, I, am I good? That's even questionable, right? But have I applied a few of these things into my life? I'd like to think that I have, right? And I've got an example uh, okay. that I'd like to share here, tell a little story for, for Neck Nation to kick this off. But uh, um, I travel for work, and a few weeks ago I was in Memphis, Tennessee. Dude, the barbecue, so good. Right, right? Neck, yeah, that's good. 
that was that you know i had motives for going to memphis tennessee right. right but i was in memphis tennessee and i did my work there um and i'm i'm flying home i'm flying out on a friday and my flight i get up you know super early uh 4 30 in the morning so i can get to the airport well, i get up about four o'clock in the morning so i can get to the airport by five well i wake up friday morning and i've got this text message from uh United Airlines. I'm going to name drop here because this this really got me. But I got this text message from United saying, uh, your flight's been canceled. Your flight out of Memphis to Dallas, because I had a connection to Dallas, is canceled. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to deal with this today. So I go to the airport and then I stand in a line for an hour and a half at the United customer service counter. And when I finally get up there and it's my turn, I tell him, I said, you guys canceled my flight. You got to make this right. When are you getting me out of Memphis? Right. And they said, oh, well, we got a flight out of here at two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. I'm like, I'm not staying here for an extra two days. Like by this time, I'm missing my family. I want to get home. So the barbecue right? wasn't that good. So, well, the barbecue was good, <laughs> but the, the the desire to see my family was outweighing the barbecue. Okay. I'd, had, I'd had ribs like five times. I was like, okay, I can't, <laughs> you know. I'm going home. So I'm going home. So, uh. I said, well, then you got to book me on another airline and comp it. Pay for another airline. Get me out of here. Oh, we're not going to do that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then I go over to, you know, Southwest, Delta, American Airlines, looking for a flight out of there. Nobody's got nothing out of Memphis that day. The next day, there was a flight on Delta, but it would have been a standby option. Dude, that's rolling the dice. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, I can't get out of Memphis. What am I going to do? And I'm like, well, it's a 24-hour drive home. <laughs> right. I'll go rent a car and I'll drive home. So that's what I did, right? We're solving yeah. problems here. Right. We're not sitting down sulking over, oh, I can't get yeah. home, you know. So, so I, you're just going to pin it. So I'm just, I'm just going to send it, dude. I'm just <laughs> going to go get the rental car and drive home. So I go get the rental car, you know, put the expense yeah. it on the phone through, you know, my white-collar job, my expense reports, whatever. And uh, I get two and a half hours into my drive home, and my boss calls me. He goes, dude, do not drive home. Don't don't drive all the way home. There's a flight leaving Bentonville, Arkansas. Right. And uh, this flight leaves at 4 o'clock, and uh, you can make this flight. It's going to be a connection in Dallas and get you home. I'm like, okay, well, I'm four and a half hours away from Bentonville, Arkansas. And, and right as I'm on the phone with him having this conversation – and giving him my info so that he can book this flight for me because I'm not going to book a flight while I'm driving. Right. But uh, <laughs> I also wasn't paying attention while I'm driving. And uh, I come around to Ben, and there's the Arkansas County Mountie dude yeah. sitting right there. And he lights him up <laughs> and uh, he pulls me over. I give him my <laughs> sob story. I'm like, dude, this is what's going on today. Please oh, don't make it. Don't please care. don't make it worse for me. <laughs> dude, he didn't care. He didn't care. Now, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't write me for. Uh, for the full ticket that he could have wrote me up for, but he did give me a ticket yeah. and I still had to pay it. And it was a crap ton more money than I thought it was going to be. Wait a so minute. That was... You didn't go back to Arkansas and fight it? <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to go back to Arkansas. <laughs> so, so take care of the ticket. I'm on my way to Bentonville. I get halfway to Bentonville. So I'm like, you know, two hours, 15, two hours, 30 into this drive on the way to Bentonville. I'd already been driving. So this is like five hours of driving so far boss gives me a call he's like dude you're not gonna believe this united canceled your flight out of bentonville arkansas it's over i'm like you've got to be kidding me man he's like but don't worry 
there's a flight out of Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a flight out of Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas, whatever side yeah. of the town you're on, right? And he goes, that flight leaves at 9 o'clock tonight, so if you can get there, there's a connection in Dallas, it'll get you, or a connection in Denver, it'll get you home, right? And at that time, I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm six and a half hours away from, from Kansas City, I can make that comfortable, whatever, we'll get going. Well, I get an hour away from Kansas City and I get a I get a text message from Southwest, hey your flight's been delayed three hours. I'm like, dude, if the flight my flight <clears throat> leaving leaving uh Kansas City leaves after my connecting flight in, yeah. in Denver. So yeah. I'm gonna miss my connection and be stranded in Denver. So now I'm stuck somewhere else. So I call up Southwest. I'm like, you guys gotta you gotta make this right. You got a flight leaving at 8 o'clock out of there that's going to go to Chicago for a connection rather than in Denver, you get me on that 8 o'clock flight. They're like, well, it's going to cost you extra money. I'm like, you're kidding me. You you guys delayed the flight. You need to make this right. Well, arguing, the cuss wording, whatever it was that went on between me and the Southwest guy, I ended up paying the extra money to get on the 8 o'clock Man. flight. and uh, Or 8.30 flight, I think it was. And he says, oh, by the way, if you're not to southwest by 7 30 and in. checked in yeah. they're going to give your seat away yeah and it's 6 45 and i'm an hour away from the airport and now i've been pretty calm throughout the day i've been kind of just rolling with the punches which is not like me kit i don't no. roll with the punches so now the panic sets in and i drove that little rental car like it was my Corvette, dude. That those tires were burning and yearning to get to the airport, dude. And I so get to the airport. Just skinny pedal down. Oh, dude, skinny pedal was down, oh, man. We awesome. were weaving traffic getting to the airport. Did you make it, dude? I made it with two minutes to spare. I got <laughs> to that airport. I cut. I cut fifteen, twelve. I cut twelve minutes off an hour drive. Wow. Getting to the airport, right? And uh, I get there and I'm looking at my tickets, my connecting flight. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. I only have a twenty minute layover. I'm going to miss my connection in Chicago. There's no way I'm due to, There's been times when I've landed and it took me 30 minutes to get off the plane after the plane landed. So oh, I talked sure. so talk to the flight attendant. And I'm like, listen, got a super tight connection. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. She's like, well, I'm pretty familiar with this airport. You know, you, you might make it. You might not, but we'll see what we can do. I kid you not, Kit, that pilot landed that plane 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Wow. This was an hour-long flight, and he put that plane down 15 minutes early, and I made my connection, and I got home. Now, it was a 23-and-a-half-hour-long travel day. 11 hours of that was driving in a car. It was a long day. Yeah. And I can't help but think, like, the old me or the me prior to this this podcast and this experience we've had here would have just absolutely lost it all day long feeling sorry for myself, pissed off, angry, yeah. mad at the world, mad at the situation, unable to think through the problem and solve the problem. Uh, probably wouldn't even been able to figure out that I'm just going to drive myself home, right? But I've I've tried my best to apply some of these things that we've talked about and being able to handle that situation the way that I was, not tooting my own horn here, but I was surprised. And I, I just hope that the folks listening, Neck Nation, I hope that you can apply some of these things in your life and that you also start to see the change. Well, you know what? That's awesome. And thanks for sharing that story because the truth is, if we're not learning from it, nobody will. No, You know what I mean? It's true. It's, just because we're on the other end of the mic doesn't mean we know it all. Yeah. It just means we're just trying hard and 
Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we know there's need for it and we want to share, but exactly. the fact that the application and the action comes in, you look back, dude, that's part of growing, man. That's, that's awesome. That's part of doing it. Right? So anyway, well, let's get into the social media dilemma here, okay. right? Because there really is. Uh, social media is everywhere. Yeah. We're, you know, we've all got it. If you've got a smartphone, even if you got a dumb phone, if you got a computer that has access to the internet, you know, we're on social media. Everybody yeah. is. hundred percent. So I look at it from my point of view. I lived a life where there wasn't social media, right? And when Facebook came out, my wife and I made the decision not to get on it. And some people in the neighborhood that, you know, do neighborhood parties or socials or whatever, they're like, hey, this is how we communicate. And we're like, yeah, we're face dorks. We don't, <laughs> face dorks. We don't even know. <laughs> like, so you're not going to be communicating with us. Yeah, so. I'm not on this book face thing. Right. And so... Um, and I'd probably offend everybody anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's sure. Like, it's confusing to me. Yeah. That's why you're, I mean, you're better at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the younger generations are even better at it. So, yeah. um, so I kind of grew up in that era when I remember when these social platforms started coming out. And the one thing is as humans, I mean, we yearn to connect. We want to connect with someone, even the people like me that say, um, I generally don't like people, right? I'm not standing yeah. in a line and not going where it's crowded. Yeah. Um, you still yearn to connect. That's just our human nature, yeah. right? And so there's there's good and there's bad. I think it's really, really good, and it's kind of made the world flat where siblings can live you know, across the ocean or in another state, and you still have that ability to connect and feel a part of what they're doing and what they're going through. And, and so there's a lot of good that comes with it. I mean, the, the whole idea, obviously, with social media was – to allow us to connect. Bring people together. Yeah, bring people together. Yeah. Right? And so, but I think there's a huge downside of it as well. And as it progresses and as it gets more aggressive and as it gets more a part of our life, I mean, these phones, um, they're, they're everything, man. You got your you know, payment gateways on them and the way you pay for things are on them, the way you checked into the airports yeah. on them, the way. Dude, I'm the only guy that goes with a stub. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I Printing mean? Printing off your boarding pass. Dude, I still print off my boarding pass just... Just okay. All right. Well, so. good. <laughs> I, I want the opportunity to lose it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but I mean, everything's so streamlined and so centralized and around, and it's smart. Yeah. I mean, I went to a restaurant. Me and my wife went to the cheesecake cake factory the other day, and and I was hoping to get one of those little vibrating buzzy things. You know, they're cool. Yeah. Right? When they go off, you got the like, lights on them. Yeah. Yeah. They, you, you won. You get excited because it's your turn. Yeah. yeah you you like, won. Yeah. You won. It's like Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lights go off and it's buzzing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at me now. I'm yeah, getting seated. I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. But they're just, she's like, give me your phone number. I'm like, for what? And and that's, we'll text you when it's ready. I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. That's common yeah. sense. Right. Yep, that's the way it is nowadays. So, I mean, there's no getting around it. Right. No, we've we've got to use the phones. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. If you're still, I mean, the dude's driving the wagon out there in Kansas where you were stranded. Yeah. Bro, I don't care what you say. They're pulling a the phone out of their trousers. Yeah. Right? They're, Absolutely. They're checking the GPS, you know? Yep. So um, the thing is, is it's such a centralized part of our life. And it's just become an extension of us, right? Yeah. And so um, all those things are good, right? They help us to streamline and make things easier. But there's also a downside, right? Those good things can become bad. I mean, if you take something that's good for you, too much of it is bad. Yeah. So I've seen the life without it, and I've seen the life with it. And that's why we talked about um, the kids and me regulating my kids when they were younger on their phones. And yep. and there's a phone that's called a dumb phone. 
but it looks like a smartphone, but it's not very smart, <laughs> right? And and I had two of them on the fridge with their numbers and their all their stuff in there, and so and I'd just transfer their number, but like, yo, this is you what go. you're using now. Yep, you lost your privilege because you were on it too much, you know. Yeah. And, and it's super easy to do, right? I ain't rising on them because sometimes I'm the pot and sometimes I'm the kettle. Yeah. You know, I, we get on it too much, too. Oh, guilty as charged, man. And and we had this parent app when, when our kids were younger. And, bro, I spent so much time looking at the tattletale, but the kids didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah. Right? And so they see me looking at my phone. What example am I? I can't say, well. you looking at theirs. Well, I'm looking at the tattletale. I'm looking at what you're looking at. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, there's so many different things that psychologically affect this newer generation. And I think it's good that we talk about it and, and, and we say me too, right? We live in a me too society and it's really important that we know the, our limitations and kind of update our expectations because we use our phones for everything. You get your emails on there, you get everything on there. Oh right? yeah. Yep. There's no need for a computer anymore. It's in your I hand. Yep. Right. And, and I've figured out how to live with it and, and I've seen the difference with yeah. and without it. But what I have seen, which is very interesting is I, I help a lot of the young youth and, and take them up into the wilderness and out on the boat and out fishing and I take them places and and and, and been their leaders when my boys were that age, right? Yeah. And I've been one of the parents or leaders on some of those trips. And one of the first questions when you're throwing the sleeping bags and tents in there and you got these 12 and 14-year-old boys and they're like, so where is it we're going? And you tell them it's in the middle of nowhere, yeah. right? And it's going to be beautiful. Yep. Um. Is there a cell service? That's the next question. I said, why are you afraid I'm going to run out of gas or get a flat tire? Don't worry. I got a floor jack in the back. And right? a spare tire under spare the bed. Spare tire. Got a fire extinguisher <laughs> if we get hot. And we're good, man. Yeah. Right? And no, I'm just wondering. Okay, well, probably not. Yeah. And we typically find places that don't have cell service. I mean, that's hard to do nowadays. It, it used to be. Pretty easy. You, yeah. You get in a vortex or in a canyon, you don't have cell service. Dude, but, the can you hear me now guy's got everything covered. Bro, he's been walking for a minute. <laughs> he's, he's walked the path, yeah. man. <laughs> so these kids are like, hey, man, do we have cell service? And so it's so sad because they're worried about being disconnected, right? As parents and as leaders and me, I'm looking at these kids going, man, they need to get disconnected. And they're, and they're, they're already shaking. Yeah. They're going, dude, don't unplug me. Don't unplug me. Yeah. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And they're living their life off of likes. And so when you look at the the, the problem that it's caused and in and, and raising my kids, I was like, hey, man, go outside. Go do this. Go do that. When we're driving somewhere, we're going to ride motorcycles or do anything. I'm like, look outside. Yeah. Pull your head up out of your apps and look outside because you can learn a lot from looking outside. Even landmarks. I mean, my kids, I'll say, they'll say, hey, dad, where's this uh, place? Well, I'll throw, you go two far seas down this way and then another far sea that way. You'll see this landmark and that. That don't work. No. Right? And if they want to go to Raising Canes, I'm like, bro, that's a bad neighborhood. <laughs> You're not taking that girl to Raising Canes at that time of night yeah. in that neighborhood. Yeah. They're like, it don't say that on the GPS. It's a bad neighborhood. They just follow their GPS. Just go where it's saying. I mean, they're just kind of connected and disconnected to reality of where they're going and what kind of area it is. If Raising Cane's there, it's safe. No, it's not. No. Right? Not at that hour. Yeah. And so I've always been really preaching to them like, hey, pay attention, man. Look around. And so I'd always try and say, hey, when I was younger, this or that, well, that don't work. 
right? I the know. only way it doesn't work with my kids. Either, no, it man. doesn't work. The only thing that works is by example. And yeah. so the best thing that you can do is when we're up there and and they're freaking out the first day they don't have service. And I got like one bar and they're walking around like the dude. Yeah. You know, can you hear me now? Get service. Yeah. yeah. And and so we just they'd finally the only reason they would put their phone down and not try to get service is if they were doing something that was engaging. And it was so awesome to see them fishing and hooking one, right? And setting that hook. Yeah. And there's kids that wouldn't put their phone down the whole trip unless they had a rod in their hand. Yeah. Right? It's sure. a it's a two hand sport. And yeah. and so it's really important, I think, for, for us to be engaged in, in ourselves to yeah. take a break and, and to go do that. But as I look at it, it's it's interesting that I mean the Microsoft CEO and the fate, I mean Zuckerberg, all of them. If you look at when they allow their kids, or even if they allow their kids to get on social media and participate in some of the IT monsters that they built, yeah, they don't allow it, bro. No, and if they do allow it, it's they regulate it. Oh yeah, it's timed, it's regulated, and they don't start them until they're fourteen. Even if that, yeah, and some because of them they know. are like they know they know it's bad. Yeah, and so um, I was reading this thing. And, and I was looking at all the different aspects of, you know, how are these kids getting addicted and, and why? And when I'm talking to my kids about it, I'm like, dude, you've been on it too long. And I'm always talking about what they're doing on the phone. But you know what hit me is, what aren't they doing? Yeah, that's a good question. What aren't you doing? And, and for me, too. When I'm yeah. on my phone and killing time and fat thumbing and scrolling and doing whatever it is I'm doing, um, it's not what I'm doing. What am I not doing? I'll tell you what I'm not doing, man. I'm not spending time with my kids. Right. And right? That, if I'm if I'm scrolling through social media, I I should be down on the ground playing with my kids. I mean, I got young kids, right? Yeah. They like to play with toys, whatever. Sometimes they play their tablets, which is their own social yeah, media. Exactly. But, but uh I'm missing out on on being a dad. Yeah. So there's a couple of different studies that I um that I just wrote a couple notes on that that I think are very very interesting. And so and one of them, it was in 2017, too. Um, the University of Pittsburgh study found that heavy social media use can lead to a 10% increase um, in, in, in anybody. It doesn't matter if they're younger or older, yeah. in depression. And yeah. so that phenomenon obviously is an issue. But what does depression lead to? Um, self-esteem issues. And that self-esteem issue comes from that social comparison. Yeah. I'm not saying that we get on there and we, we're, we're scrolling through and we're going comparing ourselves to them, but psychologically and mentally and subconsciously, you're seeing what someone else has or or whatever, and you're automatically going to what you don't have or you're comparing. You do. Or how you nice would this comparison. be? Yeah. I mean, it's no different being the yeah. car wash and going, that dude got a nice truck. Well, and it goes further than that, Kit, because, you know, it goes to depression yeah. It goes to self-esteem yeah. issues. It goes to confidence, right? You lose your confidence, and then you lose your drive, and you lose your ambition, yeah. right? And you lose your productivity. Yeah. And if if we allow it into our lives at that level, that it starts it starts doing that to us, it's detrimental, man. It is. It's detrimental. And and even just at the very surface, like the first step, this comparison, that is not healthy, no. right? Comparing ourselves to other people is not healthy. In fact, we preach 
here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We only compare to our previous self, yeah. right? Look yep. at yourself yesterday. Look yep. at yourself a year ago. That's who you compare against. You don't compare against your neighbor, the guy next to you, your friends, family. That's not who we're comparing against. You can't. The only thing that's measurable is yourself. Yeah. Right. And these and these are false comparisons too, Kit, because yeah. people don't put on social media what's really going on in their life. Right. Some some people will. Some yeah. people will post, hey, I'm going through this or I've got this misfortune or, you know, health issue and, and people will rally around them and give them support. And that's awesome. That's yeah. a great use of social media. But for the most part, people are posting about their vacations. They're posting about these exotic restaurants they're eating at and they're posting about all these fun times they're having with their family. And it's like, gosh, dude, I wish I wish I was doing that. I'm stuck at work here, right? And, yeah. And it's false. Yeah. We're all going through it. Yeah. And we all have our day. Yeah. We have something that's postable or whatever, right? Yeah. But to live to live vicariously through someone else and not yourself, and even to compare yourself, whether you're doing it subconsciously or openly, it is detrimental. Self-esteem yeah. reasons, right? And yeah. so I think social media has that impact, and on, especially on the younger generation, because they don't know, they haven't seen a world without it. And I'm not saying it was good, bro, walking around. Uh, the corner with that long curly Q thing attached to a thing on the wall. That's a phone trying to have a private conversation with your, yeah. with your girly friend. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it, it was better without it, but there's all anything that's good. There's going to be bad that's involved in it. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. just how it is. And, and it really comes down to self-evaluation, self-regulations and setting limitations and knowing what your limitations are yeah. because it's super easy for anybody to get addicted and not know how much time's passed and to kill that time. And it's so precious, the time that we have, but not just the risks and, and depression and self-esteem and the things that it's doing to us. But the, that, so that, that Pittsburgh study was, was interesting. Yeah. Um, but the university of California study found that the subjects that they, that, that they um, studied couldn't focus uh, people that had extreme social media use. They couldn't focus more than 40 seconds on a single screen before they were ready to switch to another screen. And the reason is, is you get a dopamine dump when you go from screen to screen and you're looking at novel facts and you're looking at stories and you're looking at things that make you feel good. Yep. And what does that do? It rewards your brain. What's that reward to your brain? A dopamine dump. What's that dopamine dump mean? Right? Yeah. E you're getting excitement. addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. We we crave it. We right. crave the dopamine dump. Right. I mean, you and I are extreme sport junkies, dude. If it's dangerous, it's edgy. If it's... a I got the dopamine flowing. Right? Yeah. And and it's a little bit addicting. People yeah. think it's nuts, crazy, whatever. It's true. Yeah. But maybe somebody or some people are addicted to that nuts, yeah, crazy, right? and feeling alive, right? Guilty as charged again. Right. Bro, you're guilty as charged all the way across the board. We're yeah, going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Rack them up, dude. But um, so so there's actually the dependency. The, the, they're developing a dependency just like it's no different than alcohol or drugs. Right. The yeah. dependency that comes through that dopamine dump. And so now some of the medical facilities, I mean, bro, they're putting them they're putting them in there. Right. They're putting that category, that social media dependency in that category with with drugs, alcohol abuse and, and pornography abuse. They're putting those same self-help, those same 12 step programs a little bit different. Right. Yeah. But into crazy. that dependency because there is a dependency on it. Yeah. I know a couple. Um, they're not together anymore, believe it or not. But um, And we went on vacation with them. We were on the houseboat. And I'm not kidding you, bro. This young couple would text each other, and they would be as close as we are right now. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, bro, everywhere. They'd text each other. So 
one of the things that I noticed right away is that form of communication broke down that deep level to communicate. As humans, we want to connect, but that deep connection is what we really yearn for. Yeah. Right? It is. And what does that take? Communication. Yeah. Verbal communication. Correct. Physical, like, physical communication. Yeah. And so when when I was doing seminars, one thing I've always been good at is reading the room. I mean, I'm not going to walk in, you know, to the wrong crowd and say the wrong thing unless I'm really trying to get their attention, which I've done a few times. But but, um, to be able to read the room, you have to be able to see them. You have to be able to not just feel them, but see them. You got to see their facial expressions, et cetera. When you're text messaging somebody and you're responding to that. There's no emotion, dude. Bro, there's no emotion. You're not seeing nothing. It's words on a page. And sometimes they're abbreviated words that I don't even freaking know what they mean. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Exactly. And so I think it's really skewed the way we connect, at what level we connect, and the way we communicate. And so uh, going forward, as kids get older, and I'm involved in these kids at a young age, you know, and, and as they get older, one of the things that they're teaching them in some of these programs up in the wilderness and different things is how to communicate. And I was blown away. Yeah, that they just that they don't know how to do it. I'm like, what do you mean? What is this new new chapter? They're yeah. like, how to communicate? I'm like, well, that's hi, my name's Kit James. Like, what? Yeah. Really? We're yeah. And they're like, yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than teaching a kid to drive a stick shift. Yeah. Right? They it's don't crazy. know how, but it's they don't crazy. know how to communicate. So we we live in a different world. So us, me, I'm going to speak for myself. As parents, I got to update my expectations. Go, okay, we live in this world. I get it. Yeah. So now what can we do? Right? Exactly. And so I think we do have to set limits. We do have to set boundaries. And um, there's there's a social media fast and, and to take a break. And um, there's a lot of kids that, bro, they can't do it. No. They, whole they, life they start down. to shake. Their whole they life is social out. media. Yeah. Yeah. They're not sleeping well because they're on their phone all night. Yep. They're not getting up early. They're not living. They're living vicariously through other people. And, and it does. It, it causes issues in their in their developing minds and their brains. And, and they think that reality is what they're scrolling through and looking at. And that might be somebody else's reality that's being posted or maybe not. Right. Yeah. But the truth is, you know. We run around wearing other people's names on our back, celebrating them. And it, it comes back to those bases. It comes back to our roots and, and connecting and really putting our own name on our back and getting in the game and, and, and developing ourselves. Yeah. Right. And not really focusing on what other people are doing. Well, and kid, this this is going to take effort on the part of parents. I mean, yeah, for sure. it, it's not just tell your kids to put the phone down. Like right. you, you're going to have to be on your phone to a certain extent you're going to have to make sure their you phone's can't. shut down at a certain time yeah. at night. Nine o'clock at night, dude, phone's power down. Right. And and you got apps to control it. Where they're going, social media, like, it's going to require a lot of effort on the yeah. part of parents in order to ensure healthy development of their children, yeah. um, not dependent on social media. Yeah. And I think getting away um, from your everyday routine is the, the way to break a cycle in anything. If someone's... Um, down and out and they're going down the negative rabbit hole and they're in fifth gear going down and you don't want to go downtown or down to the negative place they're going right if they're racing to the bottom and you don't want to be a passenger yeah the only way to stop them is to break their thinking yeah right you could say anything that gets their attention break their thinking well when we go and we're going through our daily routines and a lot of it's involved oh i got 15 minutes let me just do this or this get on twitter get on whatever and none of these platforms are bad they're all built for good reasons but it's it's us right yeah. that that 
goes, you know what, this is my little uh, briar patch. This is my blankie. I'm going to take this five minutes and do that. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but five turns into whatever. And if you add it up during the day, that power of compounding that we talked about on a previous episode works as time, just like it works as money, just like it works as momentum, it works against us. So um, I don't even want to add up how much time I spend on it, but there is such thing as quantity of time and quality of time in life. And there's also quantity and quality on on social media platforms. There's so much to be learned. There's so much good out there. Um, and it's at the, I mean, it's right now. It's, yeah. it's at our fingertips. So all those things are good. Dude. We're not bagging on it. The truth is there's a lot of bad out there too. And the only bad we're really talking about is too much of a good thing, right? Yep. And absolutely. then we're then we're all of a sudden, I mean, have you ever seen those zombies walking around? I mean, go to a restaurant, bro. Look at a family, beautiful family. Parents think they're doing a good job. Taking, hey, we're going to family as a family. We're going to dinner. Bro, every one of them's on the phone. They're all. On the They're phone. sending them leads to Insta Dork this and Face Dork that, and yeah. check this out. This is funny, dude. My kids, when we like, I don't care if they're on their phones around the house or whatever. Cool. When we're on the boat, or we're grabbing a handful of throttle, or we're riding horses, or we're in the tractor, or we're doing something that's outdoor specifically for us to spend windshield time and connection time together. Phones get, down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Phone. Bro, I'm gonna be. I'm going to be for real. I'm going to be a Nazi. I'm going to be like, no. Yeah. Phone bone. Put it down. Yeah. And Because I've seen, um, you know, with my youngest, I've seen, I would tap. And I was counting how many seconds he could. And it was 58 seconds, bro. And he's picking it back up. Like, he's fiending out, dude. He's got to look at it. And they don't even realize it. I'm like, what are no. you doing? What are you doing? Checking the weather. What are you doing? Oh, I'm emptying my um, uh, pictures so we can take more pictures on this great outing. It's like, dude, you know all the right answers, but you know you're full of it, right? Yeah, you're you're checking your social. You're seeing who's liking yeah. your post. You're seeing who's commenting, right? Because that's I, a dopamine dump, that's right? That's a dopamine you're dump. Striving to get people to yeah. pay attention to what's going on in your life, and then you feel better. It's kind of like an affirmation, like, oh, people yeah. do care about what's going on in my life, but we take it to too much of an extent, like we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And it's easy to do. And you yeah. know what? You beat yourself up for it too. You're like, frick, dude, I just wasted a ton of time. You yeah. know, I know a lady that orders the New York times and she loves to read the New York times. And when her husband passed away, she's like, I love reading the New York times. Me and my husband, you spend that time together. Well, when he passed away, um, she spent that time on Twitter instead of reading it. She can get the same information. Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. So she don't think it's nothing bad. But she goes, I just enjoyed reading the New York Times with him because it was that connection I had to him. So she's obviously looking for, now that he's passed and she's lonely, looking for that deeper connection with him, even though he's not there. And and so she took a social media break for five days. And she's like, the things that I read physically, as I physically had held the newspaper or whatever, that's her favorite way of explaining it. But it fits in every one of our lives. And that's, if we can just regulate it sometimes and be well-rounded yeah. And and not just one sided and always go into that. If we can just, you know, break that cycle a little bit and go, hey man, life's worth living, right? It's worth seeing, it's worth feeling, it's worth experiencing and not through a digital, you know, two dimensional device. Yep. And 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 use our seven dimensions in our brains and really be creative and be ourselves. And the one thing about neck roots is there's only one you, man. There's not I mean it's so amazing. Yeah. Right? There's no you're so unique and there's only one you and there's only one me and and there's only one of us. Yeah. And if we can just improve us as much as we can, we're unique. We yeah. don't have to look for unique or interesting. We already are. And if we can develop that and remember our roots and just remember who, you know, we want to become and who we were born to become and be and, and be that person, um, I think 
social media are going to help you in certain aspects of, of that becoming because you can learn a lot of things. But then there's a certain point where you're learning and reading these inspirational stories from other people that there comes time for action when, hey, you know what? It makes me feel good for five or 10 minutes when I hear that story. It gives me hope. Yeah. Turn that hope into action. Yep. Right. And bring that hope home and turn that light on and, and maybe unplug from this and plug into you. Yeah. Because you're a lot more creative than, than what you're looking at. Yeah. Living vicariously through someone else. Exactly. The, the absorption of information is useless unless you put it into action. You can, you can go to school your entire life and you can know everything there is to know. Yeah. But if you haven't used that knowledge to positively impact the life of somebody else, so if you haven't taken action based on what you know, it's useless, yeah. right? It, it, it profited you nothing. It profited other people nothing, yeah. right? You you learned it all just yeah. to just to die, right? And, and so we got we we can absorb information as much as we want, yeah. But just like you said, we got to go. We got to take action. Yeah, we do. And I think it's a telltale sign. Really, to wrap it up, you go to Vegas, you don't see Steve Wynn gambling at the wind, bro. No, you know what I mean. No, he know better. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it was a gamble to build the win. Yeah, well, he's know, already, he doesn't need to gamble because he's already on the winning side, bro. I know a lot of millionaires <laughs> that love to gamble. Yeah, and, you know, I've hung out in the in in some of the bigger rooms and the bigger tables and yeah, watched them get a massage wearing their sunglasses in the middle of the dark room. <laughs> right, I've seen it. Yeah, they don't need to either. It's just something they enjoy to do. Yeah, and that's sure. okay. But the odds of them coming out ahead, not very not good. in their favor. And if you take that same aspect and you look at those who created these platforms that we're talking about, they don't let their own kids on them, man. What does that tell you? Yeah. Okay. So for us, as the commoner, we just need to go, okay, there's our sign. Maybe we ought to regulate Johnny. Maybe we ought to regulate. Maybe we ought to be more involved and get more active. And then we got to check ourselves. So you know what? There's no right answer because there's good stuff on there. But to be well-rounded and to update our expectations and update ourselves and be aware, that's yeah. all we can do, right? But it's super important to not just be sleepers and say, dude, here's your babysitter, little one. Yeah. Go go scroll through this because I got to do my hair or yeah. whatever, right? Exactly. I think it becomes a real easy way to pass. We don't have to put binkies in their mouths anymore. Put a freaking phone in their hand, dude. They're good. They're good. Right? I mean, they're going to be the next IT wizards, and that's cool. But guess what? <laughs> Um, they're not going to know how to talk to their neighbor. No, man, it takes their take. It robs them of the life that they're living, man. Yeah. Right. It does. So let's plug, let's plug into life, man. And let's live it. Not, not plug into that all the time. Exactly. So neck nation, let's take that message right there. Plug into life. Uh, let's, let's moderate our social media use. Right. And let's teach our kids. It's up to us. Nobody else. I mean, if we don't do it, the world will do it, and they're not going to teach them what we need, what what they need to be taught in order to be successful, right? Yeah. They, they might be, you know, successful in some senses, but they they aren't going to be able to live a full life if they're living it through their phones. So, let's take the steps. Let's put in the effort. Let's raise our kids the right way. Get them off the social media for for extended periods of time. But uh, we'll leave you with that. If you like the content, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. In fact, go do it right now if you haven't done it already. Like and subscribe. And then uh, you can check us out. I mean, we don't want to plug the social media. I mean, yeah, but we we're going to plug there's the social of, media because a lot of good. Yeah, there is a lot of good, and we don't put a ton of stuff on there, but we do put some stuff on there. So check yeah. us out on the Facebook, on Instagram, uh, on TikTok, we're there. 
And then uh, also the website, www.neckroots.com. Yep. Right? We've got hats, we got shirts, so uh, you can go check those out. But uh, I think we'll leave you with that message. Yeah. So uh, bless up, Neck Nation. Bless up. Thanks for your support.